Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 1233 at Edmonton. Edmonton Oilers in action tomorrow night against the Vegas Golden Knights in the second of a Hockey Night in Canada Double header, double header. And speaking of Hockey Night in Canada, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino for our friends at Abe's Door Service, where services are specially. Visit abesdoor.ca. And uh, we welcome back to the show one of the most plugged-in men in the business. From NHL Hockey on Rogers, one of the most modest guys in the business as well, Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Um... Uh, we we discussed. I mean, look, the Oilers got Vegas tomorrow. Edmonton's put it together here since Christmas. They got the second most points in the league, fifty two since uh, we got started again on December the twenty seventh. Um, but we talked a bit about the fact that you know the last time the Oilers played the Calgary Flames, December the twenty seventh, and it doesn't look like we're going to get a battle of Alberta this year. The Flames are going to have to. No, they're going to have to go on a run, and they're going to have to uh, get some help. Uh, Specifically, maybe with Winnipeg falling off. Just your thoughts on what's transpired in Calgary. Well, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of things to pick apart here. I mean, number one, I, I think that uh, you know the the leaving of Goudreau and Kachuk and and the arrival of of uh, Kadri and Huberto and Uyghur, obviously it shook the organization a great deal. We thought that they had done a really good job replacing what they'd lost, but obviously the sum of the parts is not all there, Bob. So um, sometimes I think when an organization makes a big change, it takes it takes maybe a while to get over it. And I think in this case, it certainly happened. And uh, I think Calgary will have some decisions to make after the season in terms of, okay, what does this mean and and where do we go and how do we get back on the horse? Um, Markstrom, I think, is another big issue. Um, You know, obviously had a great year last year. He was runner-up for the Vesna Trophy. He outdueled Jake Ottinger in the first round, which was no small thing. I mean, you know, you saw the second round when it fell apart for the Flames. And for whatever reason, uh, Markstrom has not gotten back this year. And I think that's a big deal. If you don't have consistent goaltending, you're not going to win. So I think they're going to have to figure out Markstrom in the offseason. And uh, look, I think whenever, whenever you lose, everything that is like when you win, you can cover up a lot of trouble. Yep. Like whatever, whatever is going on inside your organization, winning cures a lot of it, if not all of it. But when you lose, whatever issues you have, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, Bob. When you lose, whatever issues you have, they get exacerbated and they become more problematic. And look, it, it's clear that uh, behind the scenes this year, there have been. Um, you know, I think there have been a few things that they're going to have to deal with at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, they got a lot of players who have um, one year left on their contracts 
And they're going to have to figure out, like the one thing Calgary has is if they want to start over, sort of, because they'll still have Cadre, they'll still have Markstrom, they'll still have some guys with term like Uyghur and Huberto. But if they, if they want to go out there and say, okay, all these players, and these are good players who have a year left, we can move them and create space, they'll have the ability to do it. And I think that's going to be... I think that's going to be one of the things they can look at. Is uh, Brad Treliving's contract up this year? Do you know? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. And Daryl Sutter still has term left, right? Yeah, he got signed to an extension before the season. I think he's got two more years. Mm. I mean, like I look at it this way. I think the Flames have uh, have, and Treliving have talked all year about what the future is going to be. I don't think a decision has been made yet. Um, You know, I, I think the Flames have indicated they want him back. And we'll see where it goes after the season. So, um, you know, I think, you know, he's been there a long time. Um, I think the organization is comfortable with him, you know, but until it's done, nothing's done. I think he does a good job. I think he did the best he could given the situation that he was left with after the scenarios involving Goodrow and Kachuk, and I'm stunned that the Flames are in the position there, and I thought they'd be way better. Uh, Vancouver, you were just out there. They're eight and two yep. in their last ten games. Now they kind of did this last year with Gabby. Yeah, uh, is it different with Rick talking at what's going on than maybe what occurred last season? Well, I, I think that um, I think that the one thing I think is that Dem goes back and healthy, right? right? Yep. Like that's that's a big deal. You know, one of the reasons that Vancouver struggled as badly as the, as it did was Demko was hurt, and they just weren't getting saves. Like, now he's healthy. Um, they're a very different team. Like, I picked him for the Vesna before the year. Not one of my best picks, I have to say. But at least in the last few days, we've kind of started to see, a few weeks, we started to see, you know, why I thought that. And he has stabilized them. There's no question about that. I think that uh, there is a bit more structure there. I think that uh, uh, that has definitely helped. Like, you know, I saw them on Tuesday. They lost to Vegas but they definitely look like a much different team than they were yeah. uh, early in the year. Um, you know, but I, I think, so I, I think they look better. I think Demko coming back really helps. Um, you know, we'll see. I think, I still think they're looking for a third line center. I think that's what they really want to find. Bob is someone to play behind Patterson and Miller and, and, and do that kind of a role, which is so big in, in the NHL. Uh, what's your take on what's happening with Arizona right now? I mean, they're basically playing with $39 million worth of players. they got $27 million in LTI uh, with that 66, yeah. you know, uh, $66 million cap. But they play a, a hard, firm, competitive game. I mean, they were, uh, what are they over the last, let's see, off the top, they're 7-2, no, they're 6-2-2 two two over their last 10 games. Like, they played pretty well. Well, they play hard. There's no question about it. You know, Keller's had an unbelievable year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the Masterton uh, in particular. He's, you know, he actually, I think he has a chance to become the highest-scoring single-season Coyote since they moved there. Um, he's had he's had a really good season. Um, you know, and someone was telling me, I think it was actually when I saw Bill, G, Bill Armstrong, the GM at the draft, at the, sorry, the GM meetings, he was telling me that when Keller went back to skate last year, um, after he was injured, he could skate before he could really walk properly. Like he'd walk and he'd still be limping, and he could skate and he looked fine. 
And I thought that was really interesting. They have played very hard this year. They've definitely had a home ice advantage. Uh, I know some people have been taking to calling it the U- the ASU flu when you go there because their home record is really good. Um, I think the problem is, Bob, nobody likes what's going on with the with the cap there, right? And, you know, it's I know some of the GMs are mad about it, but there's not much they can do. Right. If this is ever going to be an issue, it's going to happen. And it's going to have to happen at the governor ownership level. But I know people don't like it. I mean, look, we'll see the referendum. I think it's May 16th. And, and we'll see what happens here. And uh, one way or the other, we could get some clarity on what their future is. Elliot, uh, Connor McDavid got to 60 goals with the GWGT yes. against Arizona. Um, you think he gets to 70? He's got 10 I, games I was left. A- I was asked uh, last night because I worked Florida-Toronto, and one of the questions that Anthony and I were asked were, how many goals does he end up with? And Anthony went for 70, and I went for 72. I mean, that might be high, Bob, but who's going to bet against them? It's unbelievable. Really? It's, it's unbelievable. Like, you know, it's – and, hey, I'm, I'm privileged. I got to watch this guy up close on a on a daily basis. It's just ridiculous what he's doing. Yeah, he's he, he looks fantastic. There's no question about that. You, you like the way he's going, uh, heading into the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the East team's all loaded up, and they got a lot of the attention, Bob. But I think in their own way, the Western playoffs are going to be just as much of a Hunger Games. I think there's a lot of really good teams um, who have a lo- who have a real chance to win it. I think you guys are there. Um, I think Ekholm has been perfect for you. I think you know the biggest question is you know, it's going to be Skinner's first time through. Yeah. It really is the number one guy, and I think he can handle it. But you know I, I, what I think and what I know are different things. But I think he'll be fine. Um, but I think you guys are good enough. And, you know, the other thing, too, is I think you guys are a little bit deeper uh, right now on the blue line up front um, because, uh, you know, you, you have to win. You need great talent and you need great depth to win. And uh, I think you obviously have great talent and I think you've got better depth. Did you watch the end of the world uh, baseball challenge? Of course I did. That was an awesome matchup between the two Anaheim stars, wasn't it? Well, and, you know, I, I thought what McDavid had to say was important. Um, you know, we, as one thing we know is that just because a superstar player in the NHL says it doesn't mean it happens. Like Crosby at the All-Star game, he uh, he said he wants to go back to one versus eight, and Batman at the GM meetings was like, it's working great. So I was like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Um, you know, I think uh, I, I think the players, the players really want – best on best and a world cup and an olympics what what we can't have is not both you know we we have to get there and look there was supposed to be a world cup next year um but the european countries in particular objected um to the participation of russia so the nhl and the players association decided to punt the thing that we're going to have here is Mm -hmm. When do we get to a point, Bob, where the players say, okay, if Russia can't play, Russia can't play, but we still want to do this. And, you know, I think that you're leaving good competition on the table. You're leaving something players want to do on the table. You're leaving money-making opportunity on the table. And you're leaving growth on the table. Like, we tend to look at these things with a very North American perspective because that's who we are and that's where we live. But when you look at some of the TV numbers, I was – I was going through this the other day, and in Japan, when they played uh, South Korea, 
in the in the preliminary round, um, you know, half of Japanese households were watching that game. In Puerto Rico, when they beat the Dominican Republic in a big game, 62% of the country was watching that game. The Czech Republic, uh, I think they played Japan. I can't remember who it was. It might, it might have been somebody else. But whoever they played, they got their highest rated baseball broadcast in the history of the country. And I think it was 240,000, which might not stand, sound like a lot, but it's something. It's building, right? You know, Great Britain won a game, and people were talking, Great Britain were talking about that catcher who plays for the Mariners. You know, I, I think that that's the thing here. It's not just about, you know, making money. It's not only about the fans in Canada and the U.S., it's about growing the game internationally. And um, I think we've, I think we're missing opportunities to do that. I mean, like, I completely agree with McDavid, and I hope it happens. Like, the thing I would like to see, Bob, is, maybe make it a little bit different and what you do is you like let's just say for example the summer of 2024 like at the beginning of like just before training camp you hold the round robin and maybe the quarterfinals and then what you do is in february 2025 instead of the all-star game you have the semifinals and the final and maybe that's a little bit different so um, that's what I would do. Now, someone said to me, you run the risk of a Canada getting upset or a USA getting upset, and you've got players you want at the All-Star weekend that wouldn't be there then. Uh, yeah, it's a risk, but uh, that's what I would love to see. I would love to see something like that. Elliot Friedman joining us for Abe's Door Service. Elliot, uh, the Quebec Major Junior League uh, made a quick and decisive a decision on, and they've banned fighting in the queue. Now, yeah. here's well, we don't know what it's going to look like yet. Okay, there we is haven't a... seen the exact. We right. haven't seen the exact idea of how it's all going to work. Now, if there now, the, and as you know, there are several. Quebec gets a lot. That league gets a lot of help from uh, from the province, and we know that. So there's yeah. political pressure there. It's different yeah. the OHL and the WHL, which is more sort of, you know, private ownership and, and driven driven that way. Um, yeah. Are, are you, where's your headspace, like, where's your headspace at with fighting in the game right now? Like, is it not kind well, of, is it not kind of weaning itself out as is? Well, I, the way I look at it is this. Like, in that situation, they asked for, I think, the 12 teams in Quebec, because obviously there's teams in the Quebec League that, you know, play in the Maritimes. But the 12 teams in Quebec were worried about going under during COVID, and I think they got like a million dollars a team from the government. Right. But there was a stipulation that this would happen. And you know what, Bob? A deal's a deal. And sometimes you have leverage and sometimes you don't. And in this case, they didn't have leverage and they had to take those deals to survive. And they, they, they had to take what was offered to them. They didn't have another choice. But once you sign a deal, even if it's a deal you don't like, you have to live up to it. So I get it. My oh, like I like I do think there's a chance that the OHL will look at this and consider it somewhere down the road, but I agree with you that I don't think the Western Hockey League will as it currently stands. My position on fighting is this: I have no problem with a good, honest, organic fight, none, and um, I I have no issue with it being in the game. I I, I really don't. I can live without it. Uh, at the junior level, um, I don't have like I don't like sixteen year olds fighting twenty year olds, for example, Bob. 
um, although it doesn't happen as much anymore. If you were to tell me that fighting would be solely a pro league thing, I could live with that. And I think it always, like, as you said, you know, it's not as big a part of the game as it used to be, but I think it always will be a part of the game on some level. And as long as it's organic, I'm perfectly okay with that. I do believe that, you know, the officials can't manage everything that happens on the ice, can't police everything that happens, so there needs to be an outlet for the players to police themselves as well. Um, I, 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 I generally feel that way too. I, if I played, I would want it that way. Yeah. That's the way I prefer it. Elliot, my Alberta Golden Bear is one game short. Third straight year at the national championships. They made it to the final 2019 and yeah, that UNB team is pretty loaded. That McDougal, he's had quite a year. That coach. That's unbelievable. Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said. Now, what happened in that game? And uh, did your goalie get hurt or something like that? I was, I was trying well, I was to follow here. it on Twitter. It looked like a, a crazy scene. Yeah. So uh, I was going to mention to you in 2019, the Bears lost UNB four to uh, Luke Philp, who was the player of the year, broke his yeah. ankle eight minutes in the last game. Mm-hmm. And Zach Sawchenko, uh, their their starting goalie for the Bears, had a had a tough performance. Those guys went on and have played in the NHL. Like that does not happen a lot out of youth sports. That was in 2019. Last year, Alberta dominated UQTRO, shot them 70 to 40, lost 5-4 in double overtime. Noah Phillips scored twice, had three points, and he's got 15 goals in the American League. He's been a good signing for the Oilers uh, this year. They they won their first game seven nothing against Windsor. And uh, they scored first shift, and then one of their players got absolutely train wrecked, did not have the puck concussed. That's their second-line center. So they were really banged up. They're down multiple players. When, and then they played uh, UPI, at, and UPI was the host. Bears were yep. 3 nothing, about four minutes in the third period, and a UPI player decided he was going to run the goalie. Uh, Kruger, who I think will get signed next year by somebody on, on an NHL deal. Uh, not this year. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I think he'll get signed. Uh, there's... There's, there's already interest in him, Ethan Kruger. Uh, so he got run. And then after the melee ended, Elliot, he uh, got suckered. And the officials did not give a major penalty for either of the two incidents. They gave double minors. So technically, if somehow UPI had come back in that game, that kid that first ran over the goalie, then punched the goalie in the face. Like, could you imagine if you just suckered a goalie in the NHL like that? It's an automatic oh, yeah, match penalty. It's a match penalty all day. Kill you. And so that's, mm-hmm. so Ian Herbers, who, as you know, was a hammer when he played in the major uh, major junior, minor pro, uh, and in the <coughs> NHL. Like, he was, you know, a six foot, four and a half, 230 pound defenseman. He just did not want to risk any um, end of the game BS that happened with Saskatchewan when Alberta beat them in the semifinal game in 2019. So this there's a finality of the careers that happens with the players because they know they're not going to play again. And so, sometimes I don't think, you know, that unfortunately the team that's maybe the more skilled or better team, with the exception of the final, but you know when you get eliminated in that tournament, it's I've 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 often seen this happen where guys run around Elliot and. You know, maybe do stuff they wouldn't normally do. By the way, the, the final Alberta and UNB did not have a penalty called in that game. Both teams just played hockey, Elliot. Yeah, so, good. So, so That's the way it should be. Now, how did Western do this year with Clark Singer? 
Uh, I I didn't see them in the playoffs, Bob. This yeah. was better year for you than ours. All right. Well, you know what? I think the Purple Ponies got me on the football side. So look at it that way. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what are, what are you guys talking about tomorrow night? On uh, on I don't know game? yet. Yeah, we'll see. We I mean we got we got four games early. I think we've got uh, Toronto's in uh, Carolina. Okay. We've got uh, what else? We've got Ottawa, Jersey. We've got Columbus, Montreal. We got Vancouver, Dallas. And then we've got the late game, which is you guys against Vegas. And I saw the Golden Knights sent three guys home today. Yeah. No Riley Smith, no Jonathan, uh, not, no um, uh, Logan Thompson, and no Alec Martinez. So going to be a good game tomorrow night. And Logan Thompson, out of which you sports not so powerhouse. Brock. Uh, it was, yeah, Brock University, the home of Kyle Dubas, too. Yeah, there we go. Great stuff. Thanks for your time, Elliot. And my pleasure, Bob. Have a great weekend. There you go. That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's 1253 in Edmonton. Guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Altaf and uh, Brendan that orders now sent you. Roos Chris open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 to 10 p.m. Uh, we'll return, and uh, we're going to get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Got a lot of feedback on the conversation point, by the way, about the Flames heading to potentially flaming out. Again, I picked Calgary to make the playoffs, and I wanted to see another Battle of Alberta. It still could happen. Let's go to NHL Today. It is presented daily on Orders Now by Elite Promotional Marketing. Uh, Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist, Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite Edmonton owned and operated. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Just three games in the league tonight. Colorado hosting Arizona in the only uh, Western Conference action. Bruins forward A.J. Greer has a hearing with the league for cross-checking Mike Hoffman in the face last night. Columbus will be without uh, Patrick Laine for two to four weeks. He's recovering from strained triceps. Montreal lost Josh Anderson for the rest of the season. He has a high ankle sprain. Oilers uh, do welcome Vegas to town tomorrow night. 8 o'clock puck drop coverage starting at 6.30 on 6.30. Jed on the farm, Bakersfield uh, off to San Jose for games tomorrow and Sunday. And it's the final two games of the Oil Kings season this weekend. They meet Calgary in a home-and-home series starting Saturday afternoon at Rogers Place. Of course, uh, J.M. Kurt Hill coming up to tell you all about that. All right, for you golfers out there,
Excuse me. For you golfers out there looking for a golf tour bucket list experience, you can join New West Travel in October to a golf world-famous Pinehurst in North Carolina. Home of the 2024 U.S. Open and part of the five-day golf getaway. Your Pinehurst golf package includes airfare by private charter with open bar, meals, four nights of spectacular accommodation, five rounds of golf, including the stunning U.S. Open course at Pinehurst. Space is limited. To reserve your tee time, call New West Travel. Visit newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn and back with Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock.